0: The Solid 7 Podcast is a proud affiliate of GORUCK. GORUCK designs and builds the toughest gear on the planet, including footwear, apparel, and rucks. Oh, a backpack. Like a backpack? If backpacks were made to last under the toughest conditions in the world. Hmm. Everything they make is backed by their scarce lifetime guarantee and is tested and proven over and over and over again at GORUCK's events held all over the world and led by current and former Special Forces combat veterans.
1: The GORUCK brand stands for Building Better Americans, the Special Forces way of life, and a life-or-death approach to building the world's toughest gear. Visit Solid7Podcast.com and click on the GORUCK link to learn more about their gear
0: and events. And a portion of every purchase and event registration that you make will go to support us here at the Solid 7 Podcast. <laughs> Deja vu all over again. Hey, buddy. Hello. How how are you, dude? So good. It's just filling joshi poo, and here on uh, throwing out my back yesterday. I've had back pain before, but I've never like actually thrown out my back. And it was like my Maybe back because because si- you're so old. There it is. There is definitely that. Like I moved some furniture and stuff around and, and did some cleanup. Uh, in the garage that needed to happen on Thursday after work. But there was no point where I was like, ooh, that didn't feel right, or ooh, that was too much weight. Like, didn't do anything that was any worse than, like, any of my recent workouts or anything. And uh, before, I was telling Josh, though, just uh, before bed on Thursday night, back hurt a little bit. I'm like, oh, that's that sucks. And then just progressively got worse. If I moved at night, it'd, it'd wake me up literally like couldn't couldn't sit up couldn't not even like using my arms to push up or anything like i i had to roll out of bed friday it was a, it was a bad situation so it's gotten a, a little little shot of toradol in the old bum and uh you know some so a doctor saw your
1: butt dude uh
0: a nurse saw the top of of my butt yes was she like Do you start using a bidet man No, but it was, it was funny. So I went to an urgent care here in our area. I I was their first appointment of the day. And uh, so, you know, they have a a nurse, like do your vitals and check you in and stuff. And uh, so she's like, all right, well, it's going to be, you know, this guy is going to be seeing you, but he's got this, uh, this girl with him. She, she's a student. So it'll be both of them if that's okay. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. What, whatever. More the merrier. So the student comes in first. So she was, I think she was a a nurse, either a PA or nurse practitioner. I didn't catch which. So she came in without him at first, just to kind of do a little evaluation, listen to the lungs and stuff. And so uh, I was, I had her chuckling, uh, which is funny because you know they try and stay pretty stoic. But she's like, "Any like existing conditions or anything going on that we need to know about?" I'm like, "Well, I said this is probably going to come as a, a surprise to you, but I, I'm fat." <laughs> and she like she was trying to stifle the laugh. She knew like probably professionally she shouldn't laugh um mm. uh, but but she laughed and i'm like yeah i feel like anytime i'm in a situation like that with i I like to get people laughing period when you have to interact like that but particularly with like medical care i feel like the more they like you the better care you're gonna get that might just be in my head and maybe sometimes it makes no difference but i'm like uh, who doesn't want to take care of the funny guy so like, i've yeah. never thought of you as the funny guy i'm uh I, I'm fairly confident like in, would you get uh, class definitively I'm funny. No, no, no. Not you're, no. So you're not like class clown funny. No. Uh I'm like Mystery Science Theater three thousand funny. Like I'm gonna
1: like I'm 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 witty. Mm, you have like more yeah. wit than Houston.
0: It's that's been said a time or two, so but uh, you know, you would you would think being the milestone that this episode is, <laughs> we would be better at this and not be this far in before we say this is, of course, a solid seven podcast. The intro always feels odd to me because I'm like, well, they they clicked on a link that like had had the logo, had the name on it. But just in case, I always go back to like Tim Ferriss. He's a massive podcast, and his podcast still has a promo. Uh, I've been listening to more of. Uh, Mike Rose podcast lately, man. He's had some awesome episodes. I mean, his show's always been good, but some awesome episodes lately. He's got intros. So I'm like, well, we're like, we're not too good for an intro, so we're the Silent Fun Podcast. Welcome. We're glad you're here. Hello.
1: <laughs> and, uh,
0: we're. Uh, I'm not doing the taglines today because it's it's too special an occasion. We got to change things up a little bit because this is, in fact as the header uh, said, this is episode 52. Now, if you're actually counting them, it's the 53rd episode. But by our numbers, because we did 19 and a half, it's 52, which means, Josh, buddy,
1: it's our anniversary. Do we have, do I have to buy you something? Well, I think we just go for a two
0: Jocko Go episode. I'll explain that in a second. But for right now, Cheers. Happy anniversary, buddy. Happy anniversary, man. We we just got our resupply here in the Matthews household, and uh, I'm back around in my cycle to uh, sour green apple, and I have uh, not been mad at it at all. So, cheers. But uh, yeah, it's been a fun... I don't know. feels like it flew by, especially for being a quasi-pandemic year. Not so much here in Florida, but uh, still... It went quick. They said it couldn't be done. They said we'd never last. Who who said that? I I'd love to know. I don't I don't know if anybody knows who they are.
1: You should have just said if you they could, they said if you it. could
0: if you could tell us who's be,
1: writing the, who's who's doing the write off? They just
0: nah. write it off. <laughs> uh, I hate statements like that. That, that was such a uh, like such a Trump thing, right? Like mm-hmm. the unattributed
1: uh, quotes they're saying it's the who who's saying it give me one byline yeah i just got an email literally right now from snapchat and they uh just said your account is about to be deleted here's a reminder that you only have five days left to reactivate your snapchat Ah. account so that means facebook and instagram still have five days as well but if i can i can still undo what i did i still have time Looky looky it is a little sad when I'm like doing podcasts social media posts and I
0: can't I can't tag you. I gotta do the like Instagramless Josh.
1: I don't but I, I mean I guess I could, I could do that. But, I haven't even thought twice about it. so no it's been uh, it's been a fun year. it's uh
0: we've done some cool things we've had certainly had some cool guests. We've uh definitely established some awesome uh, regulars, not the least of which. As uh, our uh, our buddy Becca, who was on last week, um, but uh, on onward and upward, right? It's just the just the start. So happy to be where we're at, not quite where we want to be yet, which leads us to a pretty odd format for our anniversary episode. It was it was a it was a different one, and uh, that you know it's it's one year. You gotta go you gotta go big, right? What's You know, anniversaries have all the like set gifts like five years supposed to be this. Ten years is supposed to be that. What's one year supposed to be?
1: Anybody know? I didn't even know those were a thing.
0: Yeah, it's kind of an old school idea, but it's like the X number of years, the gift should be silver. This number of gold years should be gold. This number of years should be diamonds. It's a it's a thing. But a couple generations before us, maybe it's kind of kind of died out. But uh, in podcast land, I think one year means you you know you try you try and go big, you go outside of the box, you do something different, right or at least that uh, made sense to us. And uh, you know it's no, uh, no surprise around here that we're big fans of go Rock. We're we're fans of the things they make we're fans of the things they do. Uh, we like Go Ruck and certainly you know looking back over the year uh, or over the years over the year um, one of our favorite guests one of the fans you know listeners favorite guests uh, just by far uh, was Emily McCarthy from Go Ruck so co-founder at Go Ruck former CIA case officer and just all around awesome human. Uh, was on the show for episode 26. And, uh, you know, it just so happens that, uh, you know, we've got this big milestone this week of uh, our one-year anniversary here at the South of a Podcast. And Go GoRuck's got some big stuff going on and that they're, they're hosting, putting on the biggest event they've ever done, like in their entire existence, coming up here at the end of April, uh, an event called uh, Sandlot Jacks, hosted right along the river in downtown Jacksonville. Uh, over three days at the end of April and we're like, you know what? like we got big things going on. they've got big things going on. Let's go back. So, so we reached out and we're like, hey guys, uh, you know we'd love to uh, to maybe uh, have uh, Emily back on or, or even have uh, Jason on her, her husband and the the other co and the go Ruck co-founders. And uh, it just so happened that that Jason had the time and the availability. so our guest this week, as you saw when you clicked on the link for the episode, is none other than uh, former Green Beret and uh, the other half of the co-founding duo of uh, GORUCK, Jason McCarthy.
1: Applause, applause, cheer, cheer. Yeah, it, noises. It,
0: it was awesome. Now, it was it was bittersweet, though, the way the scheduling uh, worked out was, you know, we've had a, a good year here at the Sons of a Podcast, but not so good that this is what Josh and I do full-time. We still have day jobs. And, uh, you know, for, for again, you know, we did the same thing for Emily, but a guest like Jason and just in general, like we want to be in person with the guests when we can be, when it's feasible, it's fun to be in the, in the same space. And, uh, I think everybody's just kind of over FaceTimes and Zooms just in general in life, which is, it's, we talk about it, uh, with, with Jason on this episode, uh, you know, it's, it was part of the the driving mindset behind Sandlot Jacks of let's get back out in the real world, uh, and do real things together. Uh, but so we wanted to, wanted to go back to, uh, to headquarters to record, uh, with Jason, uh, up there in Jacksonville beach where they're at and, uh, tried to work out a date where, where it worked for everybody and just wasn't, wasn't quite right. So sadly, and I mean that normally I it would be snark Aww. and sarcasm, but sadly, uh, it just wasn't a time that Josh could, could get out of the the daytime job and make it work. So I went solo and I gotta say like, this was. I mean, if you've listened for any amount of time, and Josh is aware of this, like I'm, am I'm a big fan of GoRuck and have been for a long time. I don't know if you have ever talked about it though, and I, I belabor that point uh, in this episode of the podcast. But so, but I've been a fan of of Jasons and of, of what they do as a company and stuff for a long time. So it, it really was bittersweet because it was 100 very cool to get to sit down and talk with Jason, uh, you know, one on one and be there and do this episode with him. But I, I, I missed you, buddy. I, I miss you. I'm don't like, have this, to lie. This is not a, a solo act. And it was, you know, there were points, uh, you know, like when you try and sit down, even, you know, bantering with somebody else, there's sometimes like your brain just kind of stalls. I mean, we've heard it happen to uh, to either of, of us on here any number of times. And uh, just, uh, you know, missed having a different angle. There, there was absolutely no bidet talk, which was disappointing. Mm. Um, so I should have brought it up. It would have been like. Would have been like you were there, but so even though this is our big one year anniversary episode, uh, and we're super excited and honored to to have Jason on the podcast, was well, a little odd not to have Josh with me. But so we're we're sitting down recording a little intro because couldn't have an episode without you, dude. Couldn't I'm do sure it. There was gonna be a lot death.
1: of sleep lost over this over this missing ingredient.
0: I mean, I'm I'm missing sleep right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so but uh back back in the saddle for for next week's episode it'll be both of us and who knows who knows who will come along but we hope that you'll come along with us so uh, we'll uh, we'll roll into uh, the the interview or the podcast with Jason here in a minute but rather than coming back at the end just want to say right off the top here seriously we've appreciated so many of you that have have listened and kind of taken the journey with us this first year. It really has been fun. Um, I think we might moderately be better than the first episode. I, I don't...
1: It's entirely maybe possible.
0: Maybe slightly worse. Who knows? Go back and listen to it and compare. But uh, it's been a really good time. And, uh, you know, we want to keep doing more. We want it to be bigger. We want it to be better. We want it to be, uh, you know, something you look forward to, hopefully, every single week when that episode drops. So, do us a favor, if you haven't already, uh, hit subscribe on whatever app you like to listen to us on. If they let you give a rating, if they let you give a review, if they let you give a thumbs up, do those things. All that helps the podcast get found. It helps us show up in searches, blah, 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 yakety schmackety I don't know how it works. AI that's going to take over the world, algorithms, whatever it is. I'm told all that stuff helps. Hit up the, the website, solid7podcast.com. Always links to the latest episodes there, but you can find our social media, good causes there. Some of the stuff we talk about uh, on the episode today with Jason, there's links to that stuff there. Um, so our affiliate links for for GORUCK, our ambassador link uh, for Jocko Fuel, uh, if you're looking for some cool ways to uh, so get some, uh, some great stuff for yourself. And support the podcast at the at the same time. Check out those links. Follow us on social media if you're not uh, already. Mostly mostly Instagram, but we're out there on uh, on Facebook too. But if you would, you know, share that stuff or or post about the podcast and tag us that stuff.
1: I know we were on Facebook.
0: Uh, when I post stuff to Instagram, I just tell it to post to Facebook too. So we're there ish, Mm. kind of like a shadow, like Mm. a ghost. Um, so, but we're, we're mostly on Insta and as always, we'll never, ever, ever be on TikTok because China sucks. That's why. Um But uh, check us out there. And if you want to take your support to the next level, hit that Patreon link there on our website and you can become a supporter and get some bonus content, get yourself a mug, all kinds of cool things. But uh we appreciate you guys. And uh, I don't know, Josh, what do you got for the people? What's your, what's your one year anniversary wisdom? Um, Think twice before you agree to something. Just kidding. <laughs> Amen. In the background, Josh's wife is nodding vigorously. Probably. <laughs> so, well, listeners, we love you, and uh, without further ado, 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 without further, is that right? Further ado, with no further.
1: Either way, I we're going to stop ta- talking
0: Either way, we're going to stop talking, and you can listen to, uh, to Kale Jason McCarthy
1: and Jason sitting in a tree K. just kidding all right see Yeah. enjoy it uh
0: it's odd to welcome you to to your own studio let's get over uh, it let's get over your studio our (laughs) podcast so uh welcome to a solid seven podcast mr jason mccarthy thanks man so welcome it, it feels a long time coming on uh on this side of the table, and it's been a few weeks coming for you, but it's uh, one, let, let's start with the good stuff, which is the gift basket. Every proper podcast has a good gift basket. Now, we brought Emily a solid seven mug, which I didn't have another one, and we brought her a bunch of Lara bars. Cause you guys, and come to find out, we were right at the tail end of you guys doing Whole 30. Yeah. So she probably never wanted to see another Lara bars. So I'm like, <laughs> awesome. But we brought her a, a bunch of Jocko Go Too. But for you, it only seemed appropriate that I bring the biggest awesome. jar of peanut butter. That I that I could find so awesome. I didn't know your Thank brand, you. but I choosy you moms know, choose GIF, and so that's the way we went. I
2: believe in peanut butter. That that's the it's, word. That's the word all on the good. street.
0: We're gonna have to. Um, I've uh, consumed a lot of Jason McCarthy over the last few days. Now, so I don't do a ton of show prep. Our listeners know this, and it shows in our podcast. Um, that's why we're the solid seven and not a solid ten. Uh, but I'm like, you've been uh, pretty prolific on podcasts lately so i'm like well i want like i want to find the gaps right like i want to do something a little bit different turns out there there are no gaps uh so there are um, always gaps but uh been <laughs> been listening to a lot of you on podcast wrapped up with uh, Jocko on the way here and so but i mean you've done a lot of stuff you've got this whole cork thing going on you've been on Jocko, but now it's pinnacle it's solid seven podcasts i like how does it feel to have arrived it's like Find climbing the at- tallest
2: mountain and just getting there, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Just, you got to just take a minute and enjoy the view, right? Yeah. Before you start plotting the next one. it's Just soak it in, you yes. know?
0: So, you know, I say it felt like a long time coming for me. So some of this we we covered when we when we had Emily on, which I think was episode 26. If you haven't heard that, go back and listen to it. Fantastic. I mean, it's no surprise to you that you did marry the coolest chick on the planet. She's, she's the best. Yeah. And so we came away from that. We're like, either... Like Emily really liked us because we had a great time, phenomenal podcast. Like, or she's literally just been trained by the U.S. government to convince people that she likes them. And either way, we'll will take it. But or, uh, or
2: both. It could. Brad, be, it but could be sell both. Don't yourself short, guys. Uh, so, but I mean, you put solid in front for a reason. You know? Yes,
0: yes, absolutely. And so, uh, you know, our take is, uh, and we explained this way back when on the podcast. But the Solid Seven is like, say you're you're out, you're at a party, you're whatever. And uh, you're walking around, maybe maybe dressed up. You're, you're a five or a six as a gentleman. You're probably not leaving with a 10. Every once in a while, you pull off a statistical outlier. But you can leave with a solid seven. You play your cards right. You can lead with a solid seven. That's us. We're not the prettiest girl at the dance, but we're better than most. And so...
2: You just called yourself the girl at the dance? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? All right, why not? Why not? You got you to gotta be self-aware. <laughs> you got to
0: own it. But uh, So we explained uh, when we were on with Emily that I've, I've been, I'll say maybe go-ruck tangential. I've been a big fan since fairly early on in the, in the story, right? And even in this process of coming and recording with you guys, have pieced together some of how early on I am. So it's, it was a dilemma coming to, to record with Emily and with you. I'm like, well, how much do I fangirl? Going into this thing. Do I wear the Go Ruck shirt? Do I not wear the Go Ruck shirt? And I landed on most days if I'm not in a work shirt, I'm probably in a Go Ruck t shirt. I'm just gonna dress like I dress. But I did. Uh, I did go back and forth on, on which shirt. I felt like that was important. What It, it
2: is. You, you've got a solid one on Kill That I, 5K. That's, I went that's legit. went as far back
0: as I could go.
2: I only have one of those, and I every once in a while, I'll, I'll bust it out as well. I'm like, yeah, this is this is legit. I,
0: I love my <laughs> Kill That 5K shirt. Well, one, it was the, f- the first event where I'm like, okay, well, I think I can actually do that one. I'll go. So I had some buddies uh, that were GRTs at the time, some younger guys. I'm like, guys, let's go up there. So it was the very first one, the one at the golf course. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I'm like, yeah, this is a legit, if I'm going to wear one, this is a shirt. Now, I also brought a very strategic ruck. Now, I regularly, this isn't like staging. If I'm going mobile with the studio, all the gear goes in some some go ruck ruck. But this one was actually my very first one. So this is. Old
2: school 40 liter GR2 with side compression buckles.
0: I, I think. Multicam. It'd be interesting to have you confirm this as, you know, the authority. I think this is a legit unicorn at this point.
2: Define unicorn.
0: I, I think this version of the GR2 in that colorway, I think is tough to come by.
2: Okay. With yeah. compression straps. Well, with compression straps, we, we can add those at SCARS now. Yeah. And we we do, which SCARS yeah. is just, you know, two doors down there. But yeah, we don't, I mean, multicam stuff, eh, I don't know. It's where it sort of comes and goes. But the, the 40 liter has not, the 40 liter has been around for a really long time. Yeah. And what natural kind of expansion is, you get into other products and, you know, it kind of, it's kind of a, makes me sad a little bit. And I'll tell you, tell you what makes me sad is you you have to come out with new stuff. You have to. Right. Or else, like, Hey, we've got a, we still have a 40 liter GR2. like that, that doesn't sound fun or exciting. Yes. I mean, the 40 liter GR2 is my personal favorite rock that we've ever built. Right, it doesn't necessarily. It's, at this point, it's kind of an emotional attachment, but but it's it's not something that I use every day. I usually have my Rucker on, frankly, because right. I rucked work or whatever. But it just there was nothing else like it from a size and, and standpoint yeah. of, of how it functions. So I'm I'm partial to it as well. I've got my OG, yeah. That's like a a it's like a Gen One Point Two or something. There's there's a couple. Yeah, so the first shoulder straps we made on GR2 were actually a little bit wider even than the GR1 shoulder straps, and it was it was kind of unnecessary, right? <laughs> and then we put bat wings on later, which yours have bat wings at the bottom. Yeah, um, but it is a it is a thing of beauty. It looks like it's holding up really well too, which.
0: It hasn't is, seen a ton of action. Now, hilariously- Well, that's on you, bro. It is. No, it is. Part of, part of it is it's so near and dear to my heart, right? My thought process was, now, when I bought this, you had four products. Yeah. That, that was the list, right? It was Radio Ruck, Echo, GR1, and this. Oh, don't forget about the tack hat. I didn't because yeah. I'm wearing- Now, I think, again, I think mine is,
2: yeah, that's, is the see.
0: original Tac hat. So that was that was my. It's
2: not the first run, but it's it's original. The that, first that, run had a different material in the yeah. closure, which we changed later. But yeah, that was we, my theme yeah. for today. Was I was going to go as as old school go
0: ruck as that's I great. can to establish that's my great. bona fides. Now I do have the matching brick bag to go with that gr Two, and it now actually says talking. it actually says brick bag on now the now you're inside. talking. So yeah, that's, that's great. That's something. But it's I I went this with my first purchase because I'm like at that point I'm looking you know, as everybody does at the price tag. And I'm like, if I'm only ever going to buy one of these things, I want the most capability I can get, right? Like I want to go camp with it. I want to do events with it. So for me, that was the GR2. Now the the joke is it's like lays, right? I thought I'm just, I'm going to buy one go ruck ruck and I'm going to be set. And I forget what, what my count is at this point.
2: There, um, I guess there's two great lies at go ruck, right? The first is I'm only going to buy one piece of gear and the second is I'm never doing that again. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you, you no. tell yourself that Saturday afternoon when you're done, you know, and you and you're hobbling back to your car and come Monday, like the pipe hitter you are, you're you're searching the site for what's next. Yes,
0: <laughs> yeah. We actually we had that experience with some listeners here recently for an event. But I did one more thing before we move on. I wanted to touch on that patch I picked on purpose because I that if I have my history right, is the first patch you earned from an event.
2: True story. That was Lyles right here. Now, that was Cadre. Lyles.
0: And now, again, I, I'm looking for some confirmation. A country some, boy, whatever oh he my himself. Dude, I No shoes. So I showed up to that event, right? It, it, it's a light. I'm doing it with this rock. So first of all, I stick out like a sore thumb immediately. Yeah. Uh, right? And so... I'm just wanting, I'm terrified of, of that event. That was my first, like after the 5K, that was my first real thing, yeah. right? And I wasn't in, we'll say phenomenal shape. It wasn't the physical specimen you see sitting before you now. And uh, so I'm just wanting to gray man. I want to carry my weight, right? But I just don't like, I just want to be a solid teammate, Right. And so like well, when I say I'm freaking out, like when we're finally walking up for our ruck checks, I'm like dumping water on my bladder. I'm like, I'm not going to lead all this water. Why am I carrying so much water? Right. So we're doing bag checks and Lyle's walks right up to me. First thing goes, you look squirrely. You can be team leader. I'm like, what did I do? Right. And I've got this buddy with me. Uh, our listeners actually know him because he's a podcast regular. So he's a prior service guy. He's a Cav guy. Three tours. Awesome, dude. And so the way back from that event, he goes, why do you think he said that to you? And he asked it in a way that led me to believe that he knew exactly why I got picked out. And he claims no. He claims he was just asking. But either way, uh, I was the first team leader at that event. It was super uncomfortable. I had no idea how to do like a four count for exercises Um, on the way to the beach. But now you do. Now I do. On the way to the beach, I tried to get everybody to sing a cadence or something. Nothing happened um try harder so, next oh time. oh my gosh it was uh and there were pick an
2: easier cadence like happy talk... birthday or take me out to the ball <laughs> yeah, game or no, something no
0: kidding <laughs> so uh but it was so i i my favorite part of that story is uh right as the go ruck fanboy that i am we actually carried some weight together at one point and it was one of those like soft waterbed bladder things yeah. that's up around our shoulders
2: uh-huh i remember right? those
0: and um now you can't tell because we're sitting right now. You're roughly three feet taller than me. Now I'm not a little guy. Uh, you know I'm 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 five eleven. I'll claim six foot occasionally if I want to be more impressive. But you're a little taller. than But when than you that. got your
2: platform shoes on, yes, absolutely. And
0: the thing with water is that it flows downhill, right? So there's like a third of this bladder is up around your shoulder, and all the rest has flowed down to me. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I'm just dying. I'm like I'm gonna suck it up because I'm I'm rocking with Jason. So that was. That was my little go ruck claim to fame. That was
2: a good time, yeah. That was my confidence target event before the reunion. That was later that year, which was, of course, a little bit longer. Yes. So it's like you know you gotta kind of you gotta you gotta run through even when I mean I I know how to do the whole bag dump and packing list and I've I've led a few of those Re- events right, right, just a couple. But it's it's completely different. You got to throw yourself in there and and kind of work through your own kinks. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Now I've always at that time it was a light. Now it would be a basic. Now I've the way I've told that story, that was an above average light. Would you do you remember it? Do you do you agree? I do I think not it,
2: think that was an above average light. You don't light. think so. I think that was a light.
0: I'm gonna have to stop I'm yeah. gonna have to stop saying that. I'm, there there it is. I wow. mean,
2: yeah, I mean, there was no big giant log. There was, you know, relay races. There was a lot of fun to be had. Yeah. Right? Well he did above have above average lights or basics, yeah. depending upon is you know, there's less fun. There was a lot of smiles. It was yeah. great. Not,
0: not on, uh, I'll show you some pictures later because there were, there were points I was literally folded in half backwards. I was, but I, I was smiling other than when I was, yeah. when I was literally uh, doing, uh, I think shopping carts, my my abs were just non-existent, so I'm yeah. just like <laughs> clinging to the ruck in front of me. Yeah, who knows who has my feet at that point? But it was it was a good time, and so so that's my my go ruck origin story. Now we got into with Emily a lot, like the go ruck origin story, right? I, I was reading through uh, how not to build a backpack before we came and recorded with her, uh, which is it's super raw, man. I mean, it's and that's that's part of your mo. I feel like is I can't think of of any Any CEO, president, anything of a company that's more transparent than you are from like that to just, um, you know, uh, state of Ruck, every year, like most people, just don't give that kind Which of look I'm behind, behind the curtain on uh, right uh, now. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> state of uh, you know year and a half, what, whatever, yeah. um, and uh, you know with with good reason. You have a, a few things going on.
2: Well, I think it's just been one big giant fat year these past two years, and so yes. they just need to be treated as such. Yeah.
0: Now, as I as I reach for a drink, I am remiss here. Now we have a tradition here at the Silence 7 Podcast that we started very early on, which is we start, which, oh, you know, maybe we're a little deeper into the episode sometimes, but we always crack a Jocko Go. Now this started as just a blatant ploy for attention from Jocko for whom we're just giant fanboys. So we actually started as a pre-mercial. So we used to stay, you know, like we
2: support them even though they don't support us yet.
0: And it just became tradition. Don't, just stop
2: saying that. Just start saying it's presented and brought to you by Jocko Go. Yeah. You know, well, the, the beauty now is that
0: we are... Uh, and this is since the last time we recorded. A, we're very proud to be GoRuck affiliates now. We weren't last time we came and recorded, and somebody's like, "Why haven't you done that?" We're like, that's a good question. Why haven't we done that? Uh, but we're also Jocko Fuel ambassadors now, so we actually get we got a little promo code. We get like we get, I say, we, brought we to you kick, by Jocko Go. There it is. So now, uh, normally we just go with what we think are the top flavors. I was a little more strategic coming here today because what I thought was super cool was I actually saw Dakota Meyer underneath a GoRuck Ruck. Ruck
2: here recently at first forum with sal and them yeah who are also coming to sandlot jack
0: i know i'm so excited about dude i can't we'll get into it because i really want to deep dive on sandlot jacks but i like i am a little mad at you for the fact that i'm looking at the schedule and can't uh, literally can't do everything i want to do and hear everyone i want to hear which just means there's going to have to be more more than one um but so uh i brought you a dak savage today, dakota's very own flavor uh I'll admit it. I've said it is on the- it really? Uh, yeah. Cool. So uh, have you uh, heard this story about him? Like he, uh, you know, Rabdo's in the news for you guys here recently with Emily. So he ended up in the hospital with Rabdo and blames it at least uh, partially. I always give a disclaimer here. Please don't sue me, bang. But on consuming like, I don't know, 15 bangs a day. Mm. And so out of that- will do it. Yeah. So he ends up on Jocko's podcast and bada bing, bada boom, he gets his own flavor of Great. Jocko Go, which is- uh, you know, not garbage, healthy stuff, a little bit of energy, a little bit of electrolytes. Very cool. And, uh, so, now I also, if this isn't your flavor, I also brought a mango. Mango is factually the best flavor. All good. Uh, but cheers, sir. Mm. Yeah, that one's, it's not my favorite flavor, but it just seemed like the right well, that's one right. today. Black cherry's good. So, uh, but... So anyway, so we, we came, we recorded with Emily, we did the GoRuck right background story, which is like the story of you and Emily, and really you have to say you, Emily, and Java, right? And so my my wife and I, we've got a pretty interesting origin story. We've never really fully told on the podcast, but we both tell it a little bit different. So I don't want to say what does Emily get wrong about. No. Like, I say what my wife gets wrong Nothing. about our story, but of course, but... Uh, w- where where does the story differ? One, it's funny. I said I was listening to you on Jack on the way here. You guys both tell the story kind of nebulously. Like I can't, if I sat and took notes, I I can't get the timeline straight. On no, you met in high school, but
2: we met at the ATP World Headquarters summer camp, the final throes of summer before sophomore year. It's probably. 10 miles south of here right now. Yeah. It's now a like middle school, sorry, lower school for the high school that we both went to, but that was kind of a coincidence. Right, And but then she ended up at your school afterwards, like, right? Like 10 days later. So she was already, you know- uh, or she wasn't going to go to my school and then she saw me there and found out where I was going and then See, she decided,
0: these are the details right, I mean, I'm it's looking stuff for. stuff like this, that's you know? like, I'll the... just make you wonder, yes, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> so, and, and then like where it always gets muddy for me is like married deployments, Africa. Okay, now we're married, but not together. Uh, I, so I can't ever place the divorce, but long story short, happy ending, uh, you know. Together, married, happy, yeah,
2: remarried. Uh, you know, I mean, it's well. There, there's all the sort of, you know, there's the sort of trying of things, and there's the, the the counseling, and there's the legal separation, or there's the separation, and then there's the. I mean, it's just it's a mess, and it's kind of like you know anybody that's been through it. It's it's just it's never just you you both wake up one day with smiles and you say, okay, we're both done and, and let's like, and we're officially done and we can just go our separate ways. You have to kind of unwind and unravel a bunch of stuff. And so it, it, it forces communication, which we, we never had to do through lawyers or anything like that. We didn't have kids or mediation or any real fights or anything. It was just, it just, it was just a sad time.
0: Yeah. Well, the exception to that being, like Java, Java was Java was fight, right?
2: Yeah, I mean Java, yeah, kind of, you know. But it's like she had, she had a job and was still traveling, and so yeah, there was a little bit of, well, who's watching him? And then you know, it, it just it made it even messier in a yeah. lot of ways. So yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, that was out of, you know, reading through the book, out of all the rawness, there's an exchange, or I don't know if it was an email, or I know you guys exchanged some letters or stuff there, you know, where at one point you're like, maybe we need somebody else to decide this for us, right? And that one thing, like you could, like in her response, I think it was, like you could feel her betrayal, like the sense of betrayal or whatever in the words, like that part of that whole story, it's like, again, it's super raw. That's the one that felt like, Oh, that just got you got you in the gut. But then, uh, you know, again, happy ending. It was, it was so. I didn't really ask Emily this question. I don't think. But do you think you guys would be remarried and Goruk would be Goruk if there was no Java? It feels it feel outside in. It feels like no. But then you there's so much there was so much background and history
2: with you guys. Yeah, I mean, hypotheticals are really tough. I mean, you know. Something that's that I mean it's an easier question is if I wouldn't have been in the army, would Goruck exist? That's that's an easy no, right? Then you look at Java, who was this kind of link. I mean, I think the 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 harder question to fathom is would Emily and I have gotten back together without Java? And I just we'll just never know. So, you know, sometimes you just get these these blessings from God in your life and you know, it leads to it leads to better outcomes. You know, no matter what, and you can sit and wonder, or you can wish for for the answers, but you're never going to find them in this lifetime. It's like you just got to live the life you got and and try to face forward.
0: Absolutely. And so, uh, like like I said, we you know we covered a lot of that with Emily. A lot of it's in the book. So listen to that episode, read that stuff, and onward and upward today. But so you guys did get back together. Go Ruck did become a thing. Not an easy start. Like it's right there in the title of the book. How how Not to Start a Backpack Company. Um, you know, I was, I was chuckling, thinking about that on the way here, and you describing that process to Jacko as I'm listening to it, because uh, I feel like uh, we learn none of the lessons from your life or your book, and we're just kind of doing how, how Not to Start a Podcast. So we're a year in. This is our anniversary episode. This will be episode Congratulations. Uh, that's awesome. Both our listeners really seem to enjoy the podcast, so we're excited about uh, that. Um, but so gr1's where it all started You to st- is that still like if somebody's gonna buy one ruck, buy more than one rock, but if somebody's gonna buy one, is that still the
2: one? Well I think y- you've got people coming in for sort of different reasons sometimes and this is this is just when you get to where you have more stuff. there's different reasons why people want your stuff. I, yeah. I guess, right? You guys tell me. But on the fitness side, if you want to go rock, literally outside with weight on your back i mean that's that's why the rucker exists right so if that's your mo then i would i would start there i mean gr1 is the best all around i mean you can put a ruck plate in it and you can go ruck you can travel with it you can everyday carry it you can do all sorts of stuff and without gr1 frankly go ruck wouldn't exist either there's all sorts of you know near near death brushes right in our in our history and and so yeah, it's, it's one of those, though. I mean, like a 20-liter Rucker or GR1 is probably where I would start. Yeah.
0: Well, and it's, it's, it's a hard question. Like, when people ask me, it's, uh, you know, same thing. I had somebody ask me that the other day. Like, what should I get? Right. So we did uh, as a podcast, right. We put out the challenge uh, back towards the end of last year to come out and do a star course with us. Luckily, it ended that same weekend as Chad. So, you know, we're sitting here right in this room. We're talking to Emily. We're like, yeah, we really want to support Chad and do that. We're like, but we're doing the star course. I think she's like, just do both. And when Emily says just do both, well, okay, well, we'll just do both, right? So we so we came out and did that, but we had five first timers come out and do do that event with us, which was awesome. But one guy already like raring to go. You know what's next? What are we booking? So he's asking us, uh, you know, asking me, like, what should I go on again? I'm like, it depends on on what you want to do, right? If you want to go do events, you're right; it's the Rucker. If you need to carry your laptop around, sometimes it's probably the the GR1, right? And so yeah, that's right. It's uh. So And as my wife somewhere is listening to this, she's like, well, why do we own 15 rucks then? Well, you can hammer a nail with a wrench. You can do it if you have to, Like, but there's a better tool for that job. So, <laughs> you know, if we're just going to a theme park, I need a bullet ruck. Like if I'm just going to throw the kids stuff in it, you know, if I'm going to take the whole family camping, I need the GR3 that I
2: bought. Right. So, you know. You know what you should never ask in return is, but honey, why do you have so many shoes? (laughs) Yes, No, that's what's infuriating, (laughs) uh, right? And I made a strong
0: case uh, when we were recording with Emily for the fact that we should all probably be just friends, which really you guys should probably just be friends with my wife and I would like to hang out in the background. But so similar background, right? Educationally to you. So MBA, you know, CPA, um, you know, she's done a ton of missions work, which obviously Emily's done some of. But so she's a complete cheapskate. Like she buys Payless shoes or used shoes. She's not into anything. Other than like a massage every three weeks, it's infuriating because I can't. I nothing that I'm into is cheap, absolutely nothing, uh, and she doesn't spend money on anything. And so uh, there's there's no but if justification for it. You buy cheap stuff, you just waste it faster. I mean, it's just filling up landfills. This is what I'm saying. I, I do have to say uh, to my great family shame, she's got this. I don't know where she bought it. On when she bought it. it wasn't while we were married. I'll tell you that. But she has this old cheap pink JanSport. That is just the throw my crap in for the gym bag. And picking that thing up or going through it to try to find something, it grosses me out like a limp handshake. I, I, just, I can't even stand to touch the thing. I don't know how, how it's lasted. Um it, But uh, it just, when you're used to, like when I grab a ruck, there's something, there's something there. Especially like I was packing up my GR2 and I'm like, man, this thing, because this one is a 1000D Cordura, right? So this is not this is not a light bag in and of itself, but picking up that, it just grosses me out. So, uh, you know, we have got a couple of preschoolers in the house. My son's four, my daughter's two, and he walks into preschool every day with a rucker on his back. Cause you, Good can't, for you him. can't send him in, in a, yeah. in a cheap bag. So, uh, my daughter's got some sparkly thing, but her, her ruck will come. So,
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, we've got a couple kid rucks, as you might imagine. And mm-hmm. they've, I mean, they've been handed down. I mean, our neighbors kids have them now and just like, Seven years with a yeah. Kid Rock, that's that's pretty good, right? Yeah, and I mean and, instead of this a, a new one every single year, just yes, yeah. I mean, you know, with mil, with military roots and that side of the business, I mean, for whatever reason, we can't fight every fight, but the kind of environmentalism of quality is is actually a really relevant and important point, right? For us, I mean, if you build something well you can just have that thing forever yeah. and if you just buy cheap stuff all the time you're just it's just feeding consumption and disposability and a, and just i think that there's a, a a switch in a lot of our brains that we can flip as as you say instead of going shopping at the mall for more cheap stuff what if we used the stuff that we already own a little bit harder and went and had an adventure somewhere, not the mall? Right. And really, that's that's the
0: value for dollar, right? That's where it's like you get past that maybe initial sticker shock if you have it of, yeah, I'm, I'm going to spend this much on this ruck, but I'm not going to buy another. Uh, like, well, you might buy more for some other things, but I'm not going to have to replace this one because I've worn it out. Because if you can manage to wear it out, then there's then there's scars, Right, so it's not. I'm not paying for you know one bag, one ruck. I'm paying for the ten or fifteen or whatever that I would have bought over the lifetime. I'm actually going to be able to use yeah. this one and, and hand it down, which is awesome. And you know, I can say like the gear. You know, this ruck, this hat, are probably the first things I purchased from you guys, and I, I use them all constantly uh, every day. Maybe not enough. I haven't had to send them in to scars yet, so there's an argument that I should be well, doing. Most,
2: I mean, our return. <laughs> Rate is so catastrophically low. Yeah, I mean it's just proof. If you build it right, you can you can guarantee anything if you build it right. Yeah, is it mostly zippers? Like what?
0: What's the bulk of like it's, now? It's, it's a lot of customizations right? It's
2: all. Oh yeah, we get a lot of customization yeah. requests, but it's yeah. I mean, we can't build the zippers better. You know, we just can't. Yeah. I mean, the YKK is such a great company. And they build their own machines to build their own zippers. And those are the best zippers in the world. That's what we use. You know, if you put a ruck plate in your GR1 and you flip it upside down and you drop it from your the roof of your house, it's going to smash the zipper. There's yeah. nothing that we can do to do that. So on the fitness and training side, I mean, we, the Rucker 4.0 changed from the Rucker 3.0 because we needed to remove some zippers and replace it with Velcro stuff to ensure longevity. So the pockets are there internally, but when you, when you set your ruck down, like the way that you set it down is not on the back panel when you're training with it. Yeah. Take it off and you just kind of feel sorry for yourself and you just drop it. Well, when you've got a plate in there, and it it hits concrete, the the only thing that's in between is that zipper head. Yeah. So it's just gravity and force. It just, over time, crushes the zipper head. It makes it non-operational. And we've seen that too many times. So it's one of those things where scars plus just the way that my buddies train in my driveway, I'm like, dude, you can't do that. You just hear it go (laughs) thump. Yeah. Right? Mike. and you know, they do. And it's just human nature. I get it, right? So Mm. we have to kind of tailor the build to ensure longevity not just because of all the passes on the on of, of the sewing needle not just you know not just by overbuilding it but also in in a lot of cases from the design standpoint so the main zipper on the the rucker 4.0 is is the same because right that doesn't it's not really at risk yeah. from the ruck plate but you know it's kind of like that that uh you see the incredibles i'm sure oh yeah right you know the only way to defeat the the, the the bad robot was to get it to destroy itself yes. right I yeah, mean that's yeah. kind of what's going on with the rock right. so we just had to tailor it a little bit and and make it so that it's uh, it's more driveway proof right
0: yeah I, you know it's funny I've never caused damage with any of my weight and I'm I go back far enough I didn't like I did that light with bricks I've still got duct tape bricks in the garage that've that I loan out I never killed anything with bricks I killed a source hydration bladder with a ruck plate, and I, it just, I sat it down and it pinched just right.
2: Well, so the difference though is if you, if you do an event, you also have a packing list okay. or you have stuff that's in between the, the ruck plate and, and like inside of the ruck that if you set it down, there's something to kind of break the fall. Yeah. But if all you're doing is loading up a ruck plate and then you're going to go train and put your ruck on and take it off and, you know, carry sandbags or r- put the, push the ruck above your head or whatever, there's just... Transition leads to I'm going to set this down and then gravity does its work with 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 the iron and the zippers and all that stuff. So, yeah, sure. you know, I'm, I'm proud of the way of life that we lead and we're, we're proud to build gear around that. Yeah. Well, and
0: uh, that's part of what's uh, I think kept me a fan for so long. Like the gear is quality. You get what you pay for. I'm a big believer in that. But you guys have always, always walked the talk. Right. Like if you show up and work out and it's pictures of you guys rucking and the kids are out with you and it's not like it's your brand, but it's it's your lifestyle. Right. And seeing the progression of um, like, no, we're going to launch the sport of rucking has been awesome. Right. And so I always like as I'm, I really like the star course. Like I don't have you know, I'm not I'm not the most buff guy. Right. No secret here to our listeners or to you but I can trudge, right? That's why I love rucking so much. Like it came from, I came from cycling. So I raced BMX for a long time and then I did road bikes and I'd go up to like North Georgia and do a mountain ride. And I'm not fast, but man, I can trudge. I can go and go and go. So StarCourse, I'm like, yeah, this this is my sweet spot. But I can, it's cool to trace the path from to me, um, I feel like kill that five k is kind of like that that grandpa that ancestor right where I feel um, like Star horse is the evolved version of that where it really is yeah that's exactly the, right the perfect
2: entry drug uh, I feel like that's right I mean operationally it's an easier lift too I mean a scavenger hunt around town of sorts where we don't have to shut off roads and. Bring in cops. I, I, I love cops. They should spend more time with their family on the weekend instead of you know standing to to block a road down yes. for us. Like we can, we we'll operate around traffic laws and stuff. And so it was just a lot simpler lift for us to do it the Starcourse way. And yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's worked out really well. I mean, it's my personal favorite event that we that we have is the fifty miler. Yeah, I just love it. There's I've only st- done
0: two. Now, but I love it. I'm wearing my uh my Tampa 26-miler patch on my on my hat today, right? There's my the two patches I'm proudest of are this one and actually my 12-miler from Jacksonville because the conditions turned horrible. And yeah, like it doesn't
2: get much worse we, than that. We were
0: right outside the door here doing our steps for Chad and we're watching uh, Cadre Mocha Mo, Mike bring somebody in from the 50-miler with hypothermia and me and my my buddy Mike, that's been on the podcast here, we're just getting the worse it gets, the more excited we're getting. Uh, it was problematic because uh, several wives were coming on that one. They were not as excited to see the weather take that turn because we had pitched this thing for months as like just come. It's you really can if you can breathe and walk, you can come do this with us. It might not be the easiest for you if that's your case, but you really can come and do this for us. We're like, it's Florida. It's gonna be. It's gonna be beautiful. It was in the forties. It was raining and it had been raining. It was the worst raining. day of the year here. Oh, my we, gosh. We have th-
2: about 30, 30 bad days a year here like that. Yeah. Right? Only 30. They're they they're kind of spread out. You never know when you're going to get them. It could be 70 in January and sunny and no wind, or, you know, it could be November and you've got 35 rain and just whipping winds, and that that was the worst day of the year, but the workout Chad here we we moved it indoors and opened up all the doors. That was my it was awesome. That was my favorite workout I've ever done in in any kind of like ever. Yes. I mean, the energy was just electric. It was the coolest vibe, man. It was it really awesome. was. And
0: we came I can't remember, I think it was when we got back in from our twelve miler. There was uh which was after all the heats, but there were still people doing Chad. And there was a mom like her, her baby was her ruck weight, right, for Chad. And so seeing so many kids there, I was laughing because I told Emily, I'm like, clearly you guys are doing something right. That, that was Mel. She works at Scars. Does she really? Yeah. Nice. That that was so cool. Your boys are running around. Uh, run, so I was telling Emily, I'm like, clearly you guys are doing it right because I was waiting for the bathroom here right at headquarters. Ryan comes up. I'm like, go ahead, dude. Go ahead. And so uh, he comes out. He made sure to find me. He's like, I'm out. If you if you still need to go, like he just made sure that I got to yeah. use the bathroom. I'm like, good job, buddy. Uh, but yeah, that that was awesome to get to do that that way. Um, and it, man, it was. Yeah, it was just an awesome, cool vibe. Now, would I would I do Chad before Star Starcourse again? I don't know. I don't know if that was our best decision. Some of us paid the price for that later on. But hey, it's a great it's, it's a great right. story. You got to you got to train for a 50 though. That's well, and that's where we, when we registered for Tampa, it was me and two uh, two other guys and we registered for the 50. Yeah. And as it got closer and closer, they're like, "Bro, this is a bad idea." And I hated the idea of downgrading it. I'm like, "It's just it's just we got all this time, right? We can we can do it." And they convinced me and it was absolutely the right call for yeah. us then. If you
2: don't actually train up for it, it will it will just murder you. Yeah. So that, that was that was a good call but now you've got that confidence target done which is great like yeah. the 26.2 now is it'll hurt a little bit yeah but it's something that is doable I can almost jump into it the 50 I, I I've got to train up for I got I got to get I got to train back up it's not something I'm just always in shape for I'm mean, gonna have to I have to get some real long rocks in, and I would yeah. even sign up and, and do one of the twenty six two star courses just as a train up, yeah, you know, for that because it's hard to motivate yourself to go do a marathon by yourself for training, yeah, you know, so uh, but but a star course with some friends that's that's the best part about it for me is just the people and yeah. you know we did uh, we did the DC one I did that with a couple buddies and then I did Normandy with M which was just. Awesome. Nor- yeah. The Normandy one for the 80th is going to be really special again. I yeah. mean, we're, we're going to do it every year, but it's uh, we're, we're all going back for the 80th here. Yeah, in, that in, might in a be a, years. a
0: bucket list event there to get
2: over there. It should that. be. I mean, you've finally yeah. got, you know, for the 80th, you'll have a couple a couple uh, of the mm-hmm. World War II survivors who will still be there as my best guess, you yeah. know, and it's just, it's such a great, it's such a great place. The most American place on planet earth is that, Yeah. you know beaches of Omaha. I mean, with the American cemetery right there, it's just, it's just amazing. And the star course takes you all the way from Utah to point de Hawk, uh, all the things that you saw in band of brothers right. just takes you, takes you to those spots. And yeah. it's really, really, it's, it's spiritual.
0: Yeah. I didn't cash in enough on my 40th birthday for a trip or something. And I think I need to, uh, to use that token for that yeah, here in a couple do it. of just, years. Just, just plan
2: now, just, just plant the seed now. Yeah. That's, I mean, everyone's gotta support that. Hey, we're gonna go to Normandy for the 80th. And we do it the weekend before the big festivities, mostly because it's it's better. Yeah. Right? I mean, you can stay, stay through that stuff if you want to, but it just it it gets jam-packed. It's harder to to operate, to move, to maneuver around the area and it's just really, really but but there's that build up energy that's happening. Yes. So it's it's great, man.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. For sure want to do that one. I do want before we move too far off of off of gear, I do feel an obligation for old school. I, I'm always so hesitant. I, I said this on the last podcast and it's still true. I haven't done I haven't done a challenge yet. So I'm always hesitant to call myself a GRT. I'm a Go Ruck fan. Always hesitant to call myself a GRT. But I've been around a long time. I feel Stop like- Stop apologizing and start doing. For real. That's, that's fair. That's real. But uh, I do feel like I owe some old timers some questions before we move too yeah. far off gear. And also, last time we came and recorded, when we left, Carryology came in right behind us. I'm like, man, they asked way better questions than we did. <laughs> so then I was kicking myself where I'm like, I'm sitting here at headquarters and I asked no like- I didn't ask for like any hot tips on gear. So one, like we talked about going back, you know, I remember the like, you know, the the list being five items, right? To that time to where now it's it's apparel, it's shoes, it's it's the whole shebang, right? So what drives product development for you guys? Is it the driveway workouts and stuff you see yourself? Is it uh, user outcry. I mean, certainly I feel like the development, in the Rucker can these last few steps came straight from the participation in the rogue invitational, right? Is that fair to say, or would some of that have happened anyway?
2: So the, the Rucker, the, one of the best things that happened to us was when Dave at CrossFit, Dave Castro put rucking in the CrossFit games from a product standpoint, right? right? From a, Hey, rucking is now a thing. Standpoint that takes a long time. Yeah, like we saw no real bump, right? Yeah, but it's it's still awesome, yeah. right? So because you got to kind of expose people to stuff, it doesn't mean that they're just going to boom adopt it. But what happened was is that the the CrossFit athletes who are f- extraordinary athletes didn't know anything about rucking, right? So it just tore them up, right? They went for the ruck run, and you know some of them didn't wear shirts. Or, you know, they just kind of, it was just every mistake that could be made, they basically made it, right? Right. And so there was a lot of blood at the end. And I mean, a part of me is like, hey, that's a rite of passage. And that's how it was for all of us in in the the military. But the other more kind of mature part, if you will, (laughs) I'm like, look, we believe in this way of life and want people to be more active physically and socially. And rocking is a great way to do that. It's also therefore great mentally. Right. To get outside with each other and, and ruck. And we've got to make it so people aren't getting banged up out of the box, right? I mean, if you know, like it just can't do that to right. people that that put it on. So it needs to be more comfortable. Like yeah. you can and, and the good news is when I say that, is you can make things harder if they're more comfortable.
1: Right? Right. Yeah. yeah. And
2: so so we we, we re engineered the back panel out of a different fabric that we see zero failure in, right? So it's also Cordura, but it's Two ten D instead of thousand D, and it's like you can wear a shirtless now. Yeah, right. It, it there's no friction burn. I've I've done it. I've worn it. It's, you know, you've seen it. It's yeah. it's now proven. Some years later. So that was that was just kind of a fantastic foray. It took us i don't know a year to then get get that right and we saw this past year I mean the athletes talk and then we talk to some of the athletes and then we overhear what they say to each other and like this ruck is completely different than it was in in at the games in twenty 2019 which right. is which is accurate i mean from when you put it on it's it just feels, the rucker, it just feels better. There's a little lumbar padding there yeah. as well. And in the back panel, like I said, I mean, you can wear it shirtless and you'll be fine. And that's that's a marked difference. So that gear innovation was specifically to solve a problem, right, that, w- that we identified. And identifying problems is, is only, it's like if someone tells you something, right, that you want to hear or maybe you don't want to hear, you have a choice. You can either listen or you can shut your ears. Right. and. I found that it's best to kind of process criticism or feedback, however you want to view it, because it's the same thing. And you make a concerted effort, and you say, "Is what's best for people? Will this violate the sort of integrity of the of, of the gear, or what's like if we can make it better, we want to make it better." Is right. what it really boils down to. So, other gear development, it it's it comes about because we want to solve problems. Yeah. And that's the best way to develop gear. The The worst way is to try to say, oh, I think I can sell this. And, and I just, I don't have a lot of patience for that because yeah. it's kind of like chasing ghosts. You know, if you're not willing to really use and abuse it hard, then you're never going to find out what it's made of and you're not going to be passionate about it. And you, if you're not passionate about it, you're not going to pour your heart into its development or it's it's iterations or it's, you know, all the, the R and D that goes, I mean, a new product takes a year. Yeah. That's if you're doing it well and fast, you know? So the best thing to do is just to say, Hey, what's the problem we're trying to solve?
0: Yeah. Now I, I gotta say like my, my favorite new product in, I mean, like since I brought my first rock, dude, the shoes are fantastic. I mean they're fantastic, and I came from. Like, I've been wearing Vibrams for like years. I've been married for a long time, so I got to stop caring a little bit what my feet looked like, like if my shoes were cool. And dude, I I don't ever touch them anymore. I wore my sandals today because I'm a Florida boy, but my Goruck shoes are in the car because I'm like, well, I'm gonna be up there, maybe a chance to ruck will present itself. But they're excellent. So like, what what was that process? I mean, with from the boots to the shoes now, like you guys knocked it out of the park. Right. Well, I mean, out of the it's gate.
2: ultimately l- leadership and product development and all that, it comes down to the people that you have yeah. running it, right? I mean and so we brought Paul Litchfield on and footwear is footwear is his to to manage. And we happen to be really strong battle buddies. I'm on the tester user side and he's on the tester user side also, but he's on the development side. And right. for context, I mean Paul has sold over a billion pairs of shoes with a B. Yeah. Not with an M, with a B, right? And that's from thirty plus years or whatever it was that he worked at, at Reebok. He ran their advanced advanced design department, and you know he kind of had free reign to do a lot of stuff, including you know special projects and and all that. And yeah. so you know, I mean, we, we came on, and the first problem we were solving was you know the uh, rucking boot. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's that's if if you're gonna choose, if you say, hey, I'm because Go Rucks the rucking company. And you say, you got to choose your equipment wisely when you do that. I mean, you could have a Protestant Catholic debate over whether you would choose your sh- your footwear or your rucksack yeah. first. And I, I don't know. I go back and forth. If if you forced me to say, I would tell you that your footwear is more important though. And it's just, you can kind of, there are, there are tricks that you can do to make your rucksack work better for you, even if it sucks, but every step you take, you're in your you're in your feet, and you have your shoes. I mean, you right. can wear socks, or you can lace them the correct way, or there's things you can do, but it's 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 pretty intimate there. Yeah. And every single step, it's contact with with gravity in the ground. So, I think the footwear and just the support over the long distance miles and all this stuff, and, and you know, those things take forever. They take forever. And then they take even longer to do well. So right. it's just the development side of that, you know. And then we got into we got into the 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 rucking boot mac v1. And then it was like, okay, well, we also like to train. So, you know, there's something you can train in macv ones The the problem is a lot of people outside of the military don't want to wear military boots to train in. They right. want to wear trainers. So great, here's some ballistic trainers. Like yes. take take that noble trash and and which has so many flaws with it from a performance and functionality standpoint, and do it a lot better. And all the all the shoes in, in the CrossFit space. I mean, Reebok made some good ones over the years, but they they're forced every year to reinvent it for no good reason other than to sell more new shoes. Yeah. Right. Like, oh, it's the Nano One, Two, Three, Four. 5. Like, it, and I get it. I get that. Yeah. Right. But that's a great way to abandon great products and and throughout that the big kind of the big problem with the crossfit shoes that came out was the drop right which is basically measures the heel where, where it is when you're you're kind of in that and like if right. you if you walk around town people know this there's a zero drop in chuck taylor's yeah if you walk around t- go do 10 miles in chuck t's and tell me how your feet feel yeah they are going to be smoked right to See, death now
0: but so I became a Vibram guy, right, because of Mark Sisson, which I want to throw Sisson's hat into the ring for the next Sandlot Jacks. I'd love to hear that guy okay, uh, great. But, um, you know, this idea of like, well, if you're walking around with heel rise all the time, all the time, right, your body reads that as, okay, my tendons don't need to be this long. That was always my read on that. So you call bullcrap on that or that's just not right for rucking?
2: Well, look, I think there is a way to kind of ease into things. But it's like you should eat a salad too. It doesn't mean you should eat all salad every day, like with leaves, like you need to eat some meat, you know? And the way that people have evolved, I mean, when you go back and read a book like born to run, I mean, the indigenous runners in Mexico, it's great story, right? Yeah. Go look at the body weight and, and the type, the composition of those indigenous runners. It looks nothing like the average American. Right. Right. And so, Basically, yes. There there are ways to train. Now, I'm I'm kind of regurgitating a lot of what Paul and I have have would about over the years. Right. But there are ways to kind of train your body to be stronger, right? By by walking around barefoot or by doing these things. Unfortunately, as you press it beyond just walking around, it's just you're. Are, are you really willing to dedicate your life? To strengthening the tendons around the back of your feet, and and then as you exacerbate the 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 symptoms or the whatever through weight and walking, which by the way humans evolved to carry load as well, not just do these long distance hunts, but once you get to the hunt, you have to carry it back. Yeah, right. So it's just it's a completely different thing, and and you will you will. I won't say never because that's an absolute word, but I have never seen anybody in the rucking universe who is who is serious about rucking use anything remotely close to a zero drop shoe. Like it's just not possible to to me, yeah, anything that I've seen to train the body up enough in order to strengthen the tendons and the feet and all of that to carry the type of loads at at the correct speed. Of, of kind of fast walking. And I'm not talking about ruck running. Yeah. I'm talking about, you know, moving like you have a purpose. It's just not a thing. There's just no support in it. And yeah. so also when you start getting into concrete, right, that's even harder on on the body and the foot. And right. you start getting into heel strike and you get, you know, so if you're willing to kind of rededicate your life to being a, a barefoot walker, I don't even think that's going to translate into to barefoot or zero drop rucking. It just it's just, you're just setting yourself up for injury, but yeah. I'm for mobility. I'm for recovery. I'm for people strengthening their, their bodies. I'm for strength. I'm against weakness. Yeah. So do these things.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I feel like you guys did hit the the sweet spot with the heel rise on them, right? Where so it gets exaggerated in so many shoes these days, particularly in things that are marketed as athletic shoes. And it's just there's because I wore like the Vibrams and that kind of crap for so long, and I've still got them around and I'll still throw them on from time to time, but I'd put on what I would call a regular shoe, right? Like if I still had a pair of Solomons floating around, I'd put those on and they felt corrective right and once I got the ballistic trainers I'm like no this is just right to the point where for the longest time seeing people put up faster than like 15 minute ruck miles boggled my mind now I think my legs are maybe short for my overall height I'm like how in the world are you doing it and now between I've been rucking more probably lately doing tribe and stuff than I have in, in a long long time good for you but between that and those shoes I'm like in, in February uh, in particular uh, with the with the rucks for, for tribe I was really trying to, to put in some fast miles, I don't think I went, I maybe went sub 15 on one mile, but I'm like, oh, okay, this is a different, that's this great. is a different thing, right? And so it was, if, you know, having been in the community for so long, right, there's been a, you know, the GRT Facebook group forever, that's now the the tribe group on there and the, and on Reddit, it was essentially a meme, like the question was constantly, well, what shoes do I wear, right? And it was a legit question for new people, but it was also very, if you'd been around, you'd just seen the question and heard so much. It was yeah. almost mockable. I mean, and then, you would
2: hear stuff like Solomon's, and the problem with Solomon's is the, it's like you're fitting into to, to high heels in the in yeah. the toe box, the front toe box. It's just, my feet, they just get super compressed in the front there, which, yeah. and over time, your feet swell, or you've got mm-hmm. merrells, which weigh a lot more, and merrells can feel pretty good out of the box. The problem is, the second you start sweating or the second that they get wet, they just take, there's just so much stuff in there to absorb so much sweat or water, dirt or grime. And, you know, I, I wore Merrells in combat. Yeah. Like I'm I'm familiar with them and they, they felt okay. They felt good, right? Yeah. But they just don't age well. And I, it's one of the, I'm pretty sentimental about stuff. And my marils are one of the few things that I had to throw away. They just, they stank so bad from just all the stuff that they absorb. So, you know, it's not just what the shoes weigh or the boots weigh when you step off. It's, it's what do they weigh when you're done and how do they, how do they age over time? You know, talking about the Solomons
0: and how they were built. So that's what I was wearing. Once upon a time, you could pick out uh, somebody who had done a go-ruck event by their shoes and their watch, right? If you had a toe and you were wearing Solomon, what are they, like G3s or something? I'm like, oh, do you ruck? 90% 90% odds. of like, oh yeah, yeah. Right. You didn't even have to see a patch or a ruck on them. But so I showed up to that light that we did with Lyle's together, wearing my dutiful Solomon's, right. Cause that's what I was supposed to wear to a Gork event that I immediately ended up with them hanging around my neck. Right. So listeners, this cad race thing was, was liberating your feet early on. So we did, I don't know the first half of that event. No, no shoes on. I think we rucked to the beach with no shoes on. We did. And, uh, but you want to talk about a millstone around your neck. The Solomons just hanging there, hitting me in the face as we're doing Tunnel of Love and bear crawls. Um, yeah, I, I wish I had had my ballistic trainers then. That would have been. Or I could have just stuck them in my ruck, which probably would have been the better call than uh, hanging them around my neck. Yeah, you, you had
2: some extra space, I'm sure. So. <laughs>
0: so these next few questions, again, this is just community service. Um, and you can just stare at me blankly or you can tip them off. Are we ever going to get a sling? You mean for a rifle? Like a sling style pack. Right. Like the single strap. For the longest time, I, I loved. Um, I had like a Maxpedition pack and I loved everything except for the materials and where yeah, it was so made. So
2: the short, I'll bring you up on the kind of process. So we hired a guy to r- help, help run product on the gear side. Like Paul runs footwear. Right. But on the gear side. So he's um, he's wrapping up his master's degree and he's he's got other plenty of practical experience. But he's in North Carolina. Um, also a former Special Forces guy. So we're going to, we'll see all the things eventually. It's just, it's been really, the last couple of years have just been challenging because yeah. of, you know, factories and, and all sorts of stuff has been kind of off. And yeah. I mean, I, I enjoy the chaos, frankly, but in terms of stabilization on gear builds and what's next and all that stuff, it's been a, a fair amount of chaos to work through. Yeah. yeah. And
0: then uh, this is probably a frequent question, same answer for uh, like a framed hiking pack.
2: So we are going to get into the hiking universe. The frame stuff is not where we're starting. Yeah. Mostly because like, we need to kind of take what people know us for and ease them in. Right. right? So GR2 or GR3 is not, it's not, really what people think of when they say, oh, I'm going to go hike because it's thousand D and it's, you know, all this stuff, but, but you can travel with it really well. So if you combine those a little bit more, but start with a hiking thing and say, Hey, a hiking pack that you can actually travel with as well. That's kind of the first step. And then there will be an evolution that to, to sort of build off of that.
0: Gotcha. Cool. So uh, that's all, that's the gear stuff I wanted. last time I'm like, man, I should have asked those. So those, but what's funny is, uh, you know, it's easy to start and think about you guys as a gear company, but if it was just gear, would you even, like if all you were doing was selling gear that would, that even get you out of bed in the morning?
2: Yeah. I'd have to do something else in my life. And, And I realize I'm fortunate that I'm able to kind of just combine that here and a lot of people, you have to go You have to go make ends meet and you have to go work a job that maybe you don't love yeah. in order to have hobbies that you do love or extracurricular activities that you do love. And here, I'm just fortunate because I can kind of combine those. Right. So the people in the community are certainly a lot more rewarding to me than yeah. just the gear. I mean, I really like the gear stuff, right? But it's not enough of a, a mission or purpose for me. Yeah. So I, I really like trying to get people encourage, inspire, and yeah. get out there with them to get more active physically, socially, all that. Right. Well, and Emily said when she
0: was on with us, though, that the events, which I, it shocked me, right? I would have thought it was much more was like 2% of the bottom line for the year. Is it something around there? Like it's not, you're not getting rich off
2: events. We lose money on events. So you see these people that come come out and are like, oh, you know, they're launching competitive style events to go rock. I'm like, awesome. <laughs> This is awesome. <laughs> yeah. If you want to put rucks on people's backs and and run events, have at it. Like that would be awesome. Yeah. for us. And so, you know, then we sort of transition to we we want to support the the ruck clubs that are out there and the ruck club leaders who are all community led and they're all around the country and the world. There's over 500 now, right? And so it allows us to kind of pour more resources into into that community. Right. And that's really the that's the goal. I mean, we will always as long as I'm around, we will always have Cadre led Ruck challenge and in, in those kinds of events or, you know, 50 milers and 262s and stuff like that. I mean, those are those should be celebrations because those are really big yeah. accomplishments. 12 milers in Jacksonville right in the worst weather ever. Yeah. Th- those are those are real moments of of accomplishment and we need right. to kind of stamp those a little bit more than maybe some of the other events, but you know, workouts and and Cloverleaf events at the Ruck Club level or 5Ks, 10Ks at the Ruck Club level. I mean, that, that's fantastic. Bring people together and, right. and go like, do that. You don't need us to kind of be the the gatekeeper all the time. Yeah. Well, and it's it just it's so needed, right, in this
0: time, right, where so many people spent a year, year and a half, two years – Cooped up inside, afraid of each other. Right? It wasn't that there was some contagion out there. It was your neighbors, the contagion. Right? Your friends, the contagion. When really, we probably should have all all been out somewhere doing something together. You know, like that still should have been an option, or could have been an option.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's like the inertia changed. The yeah. inertia and and all the money, by the way, moved into let's keep people kind of segregated and distance and and isolated. And because it's, quote, safer. And there was no real discussion around fuller health implications of that. And what we're finding now, this is not conspiracy theory. This is not political. This is fact. Every single measure of human health is worse than it was two years ago. Right. Independent of the virus, other than, you know, causality. Yeah. But you're you're looking at loneliness, depression, anxiety, suicide, right? Childhood obesity, obesity, Mm -hmm. you know, domestic abuse, all these things are just worse. To, mental health is worse. Yeah. Physical health health is worse. And there has not been an assault on social health or community building like this in the history of man. Right. This is like, in the history of man, this is the most aggressive assault on community building and social health. Right. Because like, don't get together and stay that way yeah. until we tell you that you're allowed to do that. And you know, I'm just in, in kind of as a default mode, I'm for personal responsibility and I'm for freedom and, and individual liberties. And and I think that we have the right to assume some risk in life. And you know, they the the lawyers and the insurance types have have murdered all of the the high dives from all of the swimming pools in, in the country and there's a million other ways where there are no rights of passage anymore like there right. used to be. And we need to come together and be more social and we need to focus on things that actually are healthy yeah. for us. And you know, staring at screens is not that healthy for us. We know this. Yeah. We just have to kind of act on what we know to be true.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's been my running joke the whole time, right? Is uh, I can't wait till COVID's over and we can all go back to when no one ever got sick or died. So we can go back to our zero risk lives, which of course never existed and never, never will exist. But it was- the just the perfect storm of political climate and 24 hour news and social media just hit to hammer
2: us over these years. Yeah, and two I'm years. not here to tout conspiracy theories or to say that this is exactly what people wanted. I mean, I just say success was never defined. Yeah. Right. And it just seems to be that there is a holdout on all of us until, like you uh, alluded to, I mean, the death rate is never going to go to zero. People are going to die. This is this is going to happen. Every single day, every minute of every day now, people are dying. Not just from lots of different yeah. reasons. And, you know, those of us that want to get on with living life, it's time.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, like, uh, you guys have always been, um, you know, community oriented, right? Like, don't go ruck alone. Go, go ruck with friends. Go ruck with whoever, right? And so, way back in 2013, you guys threw a big party in Virginia, right? This is actually my greatest go-ruck regret, is that you guys did nasty, and I didn't go. I had some friends go. That is the most coveted patch I have. And, uh, dude, the stories... I'll share something with you off air, of my, my buddies that went, mostly from the night before, more so. There you go, even, that's what it's about. But, um, you know, you guys have always, uh, you know, under-promised and over-delivered, and boy, did nasty under-promise and over-deliver. I think there were some pretty uh, intense obstacles, if I remember right, from the tales, and uh, never since then. Right. So it's um, and I I always felt like I'd missed it. And so now this climate, everybody's we just talked about. Everybody's been cooped up for two years. Uh, You you know, you guys are the rucking company. You're the social company. And it's it's time for another party.
2: Yeah. So that's a fact. I mean, nasty was, you know, this big undertaking of uh, kind of the height of the obstacle course racing. I don't know if it's a craze, but it was certainly really hot then. And we just saw it as another avenue to bring people together in a larger venue. And so it let us do other things like ship all of our gear out and let people touch it and yeah. do that. And that was, that was cool. It wasn't the, the purpose of it, but it let us do other stuff and try, try that. And the obstacles were awesome. And it was, you know, on the mountainside in Virginia, way out in the, kind of the middle of nowhere. And it was, it was fun. If you were there, I'm glad you were probably not going to happen like that exactly <laughs> again. So we wanted to bring it to our, our we, we were based out of DC at that time and it was, you know, three hour car ride or so from there. And we wanted to do something a little bit closer to our home now, which has been our home since 2012, by the way. Um, we, we had two offices back then. And so we we came up with Sandlot Jack's Fitness Festival and Nasty is a part of it because we partnered with Savage Race and we partnered with Rogue Fitness and a lot of other Know, and we have lots of other toys here in, in Jacksonville because it's where our, all of our gear and equipment right. is. And so there's a lot of different ways to experience Saint Lot Jacks, but ultimately it comes down to it's not just what you do, it's who you do it with. So we wanted to throw this big, giant, enormous party and invite all of our friends and colleagues and partners and you name it from the last entire professional and career and, and personal lives growing up in this town as well. And so right. So that's kind of the that's that's what's going down, and it's going down April twenty second to the twenty fourth in Jacksonville, Florida. We, we took over fourteen acres right on the river. It's cross street from Jags Stadium. You know, Savage Race is building seventeen obstacles on a quarter mile course. I've been like I keep hearing that stat, and I can't even picture what's that's what that's going to look like, right? Like in
0: that space, those number of obstacles. Yeah, awesome.
2: Like, like, like that
0: hasn't happened anywhere else. Like you can go mud race or you can adventure race, but that. The problem, like with done M- that. the
2: problem with those, because I've done all of them, right? The problem is you got to drive way outside of town. You got to park. It's a, it's a big ordeal, you know, yeah. and then you do it and then you're, you're kind of done. And then you got to drive all the way back home and you know, you're, you got to uh, mud's good, man. Mud's good, but you got to, you know, you got to deal with all of it. You don't really want to hang out for the next seven hours. You definitely don't want to go listen to some Ted style talks when you're caked in mud, (laughs) right? Right. We wanted to kind of make it a, a party that was fun for people to do lots of different stuff and still participate. So yeah, I mean, you can, you can show up to this and the obstacle course is there. If you want to do it multiple times, do it multiple times. Yeah. Right. Go Ruck nasty. Zero zero two is you got to do, you got to do the obstacle course twice. And in the middle of that, you got to do uh, some rogue challenges and some other stuff. Right. And it's, it's, you know, it's going to take you a couple hours. It's good. Right. It's a cool patch, sunshine vibe. Yeah. Stuff like that. But, you know, it's, it's just in the middle of the pandemic, we started planning this. I was like, look. I don't know if this is the world's worst timing or the world's best, but this is this is needed. And it's it's great for us. We invited so many friends and partners and they all said yes.
0: Yeah. I think everybody everybody's ready, right? Like that's I could see it, you know, it's it's an interesting time to be in any kind of business, right? And you start to see, you know, some light at the end of the tunnel and the, you know, the light
2: was, you know, on the front of a Russian MIG, um, you know, but- Or, or Omicron <laughs> was a setback. And, and I don't just mean, it's just a setback because, it, you know, the the inertia for people, it just you go back to this other state that, you you know, your Stockholm syndrome kicks in again. Right. It's like you just get back to doing that, and it's just sort of like, oh, I guess I got to not do stuff longer. I mean, I'm just kind of over it.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, you know, it it feels like uh, it a challenging time, but but the right time, right? Like I think um, those of us looking to attend, like as soon. I, again, you know, I feel like we missed some some windows where I'm like, I should have asked some more questions on the on the podcast. what's going on because you guys announced it like the day after we came and recorded. I'm like, crap, I should have asked if anything big's going on. Uh, but man, we've we've been down. I've been down. Us at the Sotsman Podcast, like from the jump, you know, trying to push. We're like, let's let's go. Getting the people that came out and did. Uh, uh, you know the star course with us to go and it really is it's it's hard to even categorize what the event is right because it's kind of a choose your own adventure like i don't think any two people are going to experience the same exact sandlot jacks
2: no I mean, yeah, that- it's it's i mean we have got 30 plus speakers global trainers leaders thought leaders all that that's giving ted style talks i mean you know the, those are the only part of the whole thing that's indoors yeah. cuz we're we're filming them like they're Ted style talks. Nice. I mean, it's, it's inside of the public radio, public TV station. Yeah. It's there. They've hosted Ted, Ted talks before, right? Everything else is kind of on the, in the field, on the river. And there's a bunch of, there's a bunch of stuff to do. There's the trainers are leading classes, but not, not just designed to just beat you down all day. It's more like learn about mobility or recovery right. or stretching or yoga or sandbag training or, you know, all the, or play cornhole. Yeah. all those kinds of things, and then you know we've got Yingling as the beer sponsor, and Horse Soldier Bourbon is is showing up, right? And Fit Vine's going to be there, and there's all sorts of of other just fun things to do, but most importantly, fun active people to be around, right? And, and it's kind of like let, let's let's get back, let's let's jumpstart the rest of our lives post post COVID and and however you want to describe it, right? I don't mean to offend anybody right. uh, uh, specifically, but it's time to get on. Yeah.
0: Well, and it's crazy to me looking at it. Like you know, me and my buddies, we keep watching the schedule and trying to map out what can we do, what day, what can we do, and still have energy left for. But like the idea that somebody could come and walk away with every Goruck patch available, right? But not not hear a speaker, and that's cool. Like that's cool if that's their event, right? Or vice versa. You could go, and other than the that you get a patch each day for showing up. Right. And those are awesome looking it's that same, you know, bright sunshine, Florida vibe, but you could, you could go and you could hear speakers and, and you can learn how to, how to stretch and loosen up from freaking Kelly Starrett, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, and, and not, not leave with a single GORUCK passion. That's just what's, it's a cool vibe to it for me is it's whatever you're into, whatever you want to get out of it is there for, for you to get, just come, just show up, just come be there. Exactly. Yeah, I'm I'm stoked for it. Now, I do have uh, – I want that nasty patch. I'm not going to lie. But I'm also, you know, again – Then earn it. I'm on my fitness journeys. Here's my question. Am I attempting these obstacles or am I doing these obstacles? What do I got to do to get that patch?
2: Gotta First, tr- you've got to shift your mindset. Right. Like, you're going to do the obstacles. Fair. I mean, okay. I, I've done Savage Race before. I mean, I, I will say some of the obstacles are, are a real challenge. And if you – like, look – the gestapo we believe in freedom here the gestapo is not sitting there yelling at you to do better you know it's kind of look if you give it your all and you and you fall off the 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 second to last monkey bar and you know, it's like look man just keep driving on. Just do, just do the stuff. Fair, fair.
0: No, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm stoked. I'm not gonna miss a second nasty patch. That's not. <laughs> whatever else I walk away you. from the event from, I'm not gonna miss out yep. on the on the second nasty patch. We've actually got one of those guys that's a good buddy of mine that was at Nasty 01. He's out in Texas now. He's flying in. 'Cause I'm like, dude, it's okay, here comes nasty yeah. uh 2 And he's like, All right, man, I'm I'm there. So he's flying in for it. And uh, you know, and we've been, you know, putting it out there to the listeners, come, come out, I'll be out all three days. Uh, my buddy Mike that I talked to you about, this prior service, he's been on the podcast a number of times. So we call him Mike Redacted because he's active duty law enforcement uh in Central Florida. And every once in a while we get you know, we get a little edgy on the podcast. I'm like, dude, I want to jam you up at work. So anyways, Mike Redacted is going to be out there Friday, Saturday now for our listeners uh, that want to come out and see him. But man, the list of speakers too. Like if you were just doing all the Go Ruck events, if you just had paddleboards and kayaks, that would be an awesome event. But it is a crazy world-class list of speakers, right? Yeah, like, I
2: think so too. And I mean, you know, Kino, M- Melissa Urban has sold millions of books, right? You know, she's just... Awesome. Yeah. If you don't know her yet, she she's awesome and has really adopted rucking and did Chad. Yeah. Chad one thousand. I was gonna say she's year. been.
0: Had she rucked before? Like she read the Comfort cr- Crisis by yeah. Michael
2: Easter and that inspired her to to do it and she's just really embraced it and she's kind, been all in, man. All in. And then you know John Hankey is you know running a nine billion dollar company called Niantic that created Pokemon Go and he's also the brainchild before that, why street view exists at Google. And he's going to give a talk on the future of technology and uh, on health. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's like you guys have I, been, I mean, that's, it's I a mean, little, and there's more, there's lots of strength yeah. and conditioning and people, people that everyone might expect, you know, there's people kind of close to the CrossFit universe or close right. to close to human performance. There's military folks, but there's a couple, I mean, Mike, Mike Valley is coming. He's like one of the grittiest, if not the grittiest skateboarder of all time. He's old GRT too, right? Yeah. And, and so there's just kind of, there's room for more in the, the health and wellness and fitness, especially when you start to say, hey, let's be social about this. Right. Let's go outside and let's let's move our asses, yeah. you know? And that's really what it, what it's about.
0: That's awesome, man. And it's uh, it's a little tangential, but I've always wondered cuz we we got into uh Niantic back. What was the what was the first game? Gosh, I can't believe I'm blanking Ingress. on it. But yeah, yeah. Like you guys kind of connected with them over Ingress and it was like such a perfect fit, but that who approached who on that? Like you guys were in on Niantic before. People know who knew who Niantic was. There was, was. A,
2: a kind of a a guy who started out in he was a career Air Force guy and he was based out of DC and he had found out about go rock and did go rock but he was also kind of a tech nerd like he helped invent the sipper net for those that are out there that's the secure communication crypto that you use in order to communicate you know co, uh, without how do you say it like like so that people can't just know what you're saying right right with with crypto attached so um, so he kind of brokered an intro to Niantic when they were at in still inside of Google and M flew out with big daddy and put on this small little team building event. Cause they were producing a lot of live events at the time as yeah. well for ingress. And it just kind of grew from there and we became friends and John, you know, John is their CEO. He, he had served in the state department and, you know, kind of liked that whole element. And he's a, he's a total Patriot yeah. and just American and American and American. And, you know, has just kind of like he's just changed the world and he's become a personal friend of ours. And I I just think more people need to know that people like him exist and, yeah. and how they think.
0: Yeah. No, that's awesome. It was funny when Uh, Pokemon Go hit because my wife and I had been playing Ingress because we found it through through GORUCK. And so we're really close to UCF, which is it's a city right in Orlando. I mean, UCF, 60,000 students enrolled. And so we'd go there were tons of portals out there for Ingress. So we're out there playing as everybody's playing Pokemon Go. And we just felt super punk rock because we're like, look at these chumps trying to catch Pokemon while we're out there hacking portals. But the way it popped off, I mean, the whole community around there was out there middle, like, you know, 8 p.m. at night, just camping. It wasn't any, uh, there were college kids there too, but the whole community was out there playing Pokemon Go. So we just felt Yeah, sick. I mean, a
2: couple billion downloads, and since the game started, six billion kilometers have been walked playing the game. So Gosh. when you start to say, what's the role of technology on health and wellness and, and community and all of that? I mean, it's that is the blueprint for me. It, you know, John called the metaverse a dystopian nightmare, and I agree with that sentiment. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, we, we've got to use technology as a tool, not not try to absorb ourselves into it. Right.
0: Well, and it's, you know, you look at that stuff coming and of course like our, our age group and older, like you lament these kids being in their phones or like we, we're subject to it, right? Or we, we can be. It's more
2: addictive and, and it's, than heroin.
0: But I, I heard like uh, Gary Vee talking at some point. I mean, you can't not hear Gary Vee. He's everywhere. I feel like he pops up on the screens at the at the gas station saying, oh, you know, you parents, you need to stop giving your kids such a hard time about being on their phones. Like they're the most social generation ever. And I don't think, I don't think that's, Social, right? On those screens, they might be communicating more, but I don't think it's that same value of actual all the words are being stolen.
2: Yeah, community, like the Facebook community. Come on, yeah. Facebook's a forum. That's why people treat each other horribly on there, yes. right? Unless there's a real-world uh, foundation, you know. The word "friend," a Facebook friend is not a friend. Sorry, right. people. Right? I mean, LinkedIn kind of gets it right—a connection or whatever. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's that's more honest. Yeah, and and. I I like that about that. I mean, it's, it's a tool, you know, the word social, social is not, does not happen in forums. It happens with people in the real world. That's, that's what social is. And, you know, so you steal these words because people want to be a part of them. We, we, we know the importance of community deep down, but it's harder to do it in the real world than on the phone. And it's easier to sell easy. So people are selling a lot of it.
0: Yeah. But the the flip side is like that's always been really interesting to me about like you and Emily in particular is like if you're if you're in. You know, you hop on the the tribe group on on Facebook. Like, you guys will respond in there. You guys are active in there. I'll see uh, you and I'll see you pop in Java forever on a, a Reddit thread and respond to somebody. So you guys are still active in those spaces, despite sometimes uh, it's, if not all the time, it's it's hot garbage. Like I've watched you guys individually or as a company take some real stupid crap from people online over the years, what whatever it is, right? You make any any pivot, whether that was the manufacturing change or it's like, oh, this person who's done a bunch of go ruck events turned out to be a piece of crap. Didn't work for the company, didn't whatever, but just see you guys get hammered and you're still in there and you're still engaged. And is that just a necessity of business right now? Do you see it as a gateway to get them involved in actual community? Like what keeps you guys
2: engaged there? I think there's something to if you're kind of a brave new world of community building is right. really what it boils down to and the access that we get is also there's also a lot of pov- positive to that because people have conversations and we get yeah. to see what people think and what they talk about right whether it's gear or community or we want this we can get immediate feedback and that's a real positive and with any positive there are, there are also negatives and the negatives this day and age are man you can go from nothing to flash revolution burning, burning rucks in the streets in in no time. (laughs) And you just got to kind of know that that stuff's out there. But unless I, frankly, unless I'd go crazy if I didn't view it like this, Uh, unless I have a a personal connection with someone that's grounded in the real world, or I I have the ability to kind of back channel with someone, you know, it's kind of just a faceless mob even though there's some attribution on Facebook, there's zero attribution on Reddit, by the right. way. But it's just, it's kind of, you take the bad with the good, and I just don't, and really, it's it's really hard to get me to take something personal yeah. on there. And if I do, it's because it's made me question something, which is, I think, a good thing. Yeah. Right? So, you know, you just deal with the feedback. But I, I think it's it's kind of, look, the, the, the social commentary that I'll make on that is that now everybody has an opinion on everything. And sometimes the best thing that people like sometimes not sharing that opinion would be okay too. Yeah. Right. Sometimes not an informed opinion. If it's not informed, say that, say, I Mm -hmm. wonder if instead of this is going on. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's, there's just kind of rules of behavior and decorum that have been kind of obliterated and thrown out and those are just the rules that we're playing playing by and it's it's no different in some ways at least in an abstract way from if you show up in an army school and you think that you're going to make all the rules you're not you're yeah. playing on the rules of, that exist there so you can either not show up or you can play by those rules and so you know it's just it's just messy but so are people and so are communities and yeah. it's worth fighting for all of it. Right. Yeah. And we can't just ghost on that or else it just kind of turns into, it would really turn sideways and then we just kill it. Yeah. And, and then we'd also lose the positive element of how to organize people through technology.
0: Yeah, it's, you know, we talk stoicism a lot on here. Uh, you know, me and my co-host Josh are both big Ryan Holiday fans. and, and Yeah, Ryan's and, great. And just, you know, like the, the philosophy just dovetails a lot with what we believe before we were exposed to it and, and whatever. And just that concept of that statement from stoicism of I don't have to have an opinion on this. Like you can be presented with a topic and you don't have to form or voice an opinion on it. Seems like a revolutionary concept these days. But, we you know, we live in a time when everybody's running their own little news channel.
2: I think the you know? biggest problem that that occurs from all of this is that when we're so negative all the time it it doesn't make us positive on the inside or more fulfilled on the inside to just constantly view life through that lens. I mean, always saying this sucks and they need to do better and you know that sucks and you know you suck and like look at all these conspiracies and they're out to get us. I mean, look, some of that stuff is probably true. Newsflash. Yeah. conspiracies are really hard, but most people aren't really out to get you. You know, most people are busy with their lives and their their families and trying to make ends meet and trying to have fun and be happy whenever they can, right? And the more negative that we are, anybody, is about anything. It starts to infect your own brain, Yeah, right? doesn't make you happy to be negative all the time. Like, it's not some big release, like, oh, I've said my piece. I just have to do it. And then you go back to being happy. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. So I think we could probably all be a little better off if we were just a little more civil. And, you know, that would be nice.
0: Well, and you, I think you do find when you put that stuff down and go out in the world and interact off the screen, it's not like... Twitter and Instagram, it's not what's going, really going on in everyday life. And we don't all actually hate each other that much.
2: And you it's never just, see the, the forum stuff at a go ruck event. Yeah. You never see it.
0: Well, that's what's been. So I, I've always been a big fan of, uh, like primitive camping and, and really deep woods hiking because you don't, there's something about that. There's something about that, that individual challenge that weeds certain people out. Right. Like there's just a certain subset of people that they're probably never going to go out and do something like a Go Ruck event or even a, a two mile hike in the woods because they're not going to put out. And it, it just weeds out a certain personality. Right. Like when you're, when, we go out and hike around, uh, you know, where we're at in Central Florida a lot. And you just, People actually look you in the eye and smile at you and say hi when you're on a hike in the woods. It's different even than being out on the sidewalk. And I think, like the kind of person, it's different strokes for different per stro- different strokes for different folks. But the kind of person that's going to show up for a Go ruck event, those are the kind of people. If they even want to find out if they can do it, those are the kind of people I want to meet and I want to be around. You know? Amen.
2: And Remember uh, that next time you get pissed off at someone online who's doing <laughs> our stuff, and yeah, you know, we we have a lot in common. It's just these forums bring out the worst in us. And yeah. it's just, you know, if something really bothers or something bothers you, right, wait 10 seconds before you do anything. If it really bothers you, you know, wait a hundred. Yeah,
0: <laughs> for sure.
2: Right. Take some deep breaths. It'll be okay.
0: So the new venture for you guys, you launched Sandlot as the app last year. So is that kind of the antidote to some of this stuff where it's like, let's leverage the technology, but for, to technology get Technology is outside. a tool.
2: I mean, the first yeah. problem we're solving is the, the Ruck Club leader's problem of, you know, I'm me, you're you. Let's meet at this time, this place, this location, and make it easy for people to to. to it's a geospatial fitness app, yeah. right? Like that's the the kind of tecno- technology side of it. And we want people to explore the real world. We want people to use the parks and you know use the trailheads and use the trails and use the sidewalks. Get get outside. I mean, this idea that anybody in Florida owns a Peloton, I mean. Come on, there's probably a couple <laughs> good reasons, like moms who are at home with sleeping kids or yeah. dads who are at home with sleeping kids, and you know I, I get it. There's always a, a reason, but go outside. Yeah. It's a lot better for you. Spending ninety percent of our time in climate-controlled environments is not good for us. Right? We know these things to be true. We know these are a fact. Right? I mean, and and we just have to kind of take personal responsibility, and we have to kind of take the initiative to. Do something about that if if we want to lead a healthier, more active, more productive life for for however many years we're gonna have. Yeah. That's awesome. A roadmap question for
0: Sandlot Jacks because uh, we actually DS came on the podcast a while back ago. The listeners loved him. Awesome guy, uh, obviously. But uh, heads up training for you guys, right? And so at some point, are we gonna see like? Uh, sandbag ruck training rolled into sandlot jacks or is that those always going to stay kind of a separate thing or
2: yeah so we'll have plenty of sandbags on we haven't actually slotted a time for ds to lead a class or anything like that yet uh, because we can kind of do that i don't know anytime so we're still working with with some of the trainers some of the brands on exactly when they're going to do what while they're here and schedule's filling up so you know we just figured hey there's there's a there's a tribe, a, a Go Ruck challenge, tribe light, a, a, a basic. Yeah, those are both there. DS will be at those. there's, there's, there's a lot of Go Ruck stuff going right. on, and we will absolutely do something that's a, you know, a, a sandbag yeah. class, might even, you know, loop in some of the other trainers or something like that. Yeah. You know we got CrossFit games champs, we've got mobility recovery experts, we got all sorts right. of stuff. So I' just deconfixing some schedules, but yeah. if, if you want a class on sandbag training, not to worry. Well, and I confuse my language there some,
0: right? So like D- uh, listeners, if you want to see DS meet DS, whatever, he'll be out at Sandlot Jacks. But uh, on the Sandlot app, right? At some point, is uh, oh, I see. Sandbag Rub Training going to roll into that or uh, is that? Yeah, something? that's
2: just – it's not – so the first problem that we're solving is real world stuff. Right. And it's not the virtual training stuff, although that – Yes. Eventually the goal is to unite a lot of different things centered on trainers, Yeah. right? Trainers or leaders or organizers, because that's ultimately what it boils down to is someone's got to kind of lead, organize. This is what we're doing. This is where we're doing it. And that's kind of a service that people can provide. And, and so we want to see more of that happen.
0: Yeah. Very cool. Now I did have, um, I sent out a last minute Instagram post, like, Hey, sitting down with Jason, what do you guys want to know? And I I wish I'd sent it out sooner, but I did get one, uh, follower question for you. And it'd be interesting to see if you can identify the follower. Uh, but they wanted me to say why or ask why do you
2: like Metallica so much? Who is that, Emily? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so Metallica is great, great workout music. It's also great music to listen to in war, right? It's consistently awesome. So there are other bands that I also love, like the Smashing Pumpkins, right? The problem with listening to the Smashing Pumpkins, an album, is that the songs are so different, right? So I don't want a really loud song like Geek USA and then a really quiet song for a bit like Mayonnaise off Siamese Dream as much as I want all the songs to be like Ride the Lightning or you know Master of Puppets or whatever it is because you just can kind of get into that rhythm but it's just it's it's there's also an element of beauty to Metallica music and if you listen to something like like go listen to Orion the instrumental or listen to Uh, suicide and redemption in there. There's these moments that are almost, it's almost like there's they're, they're, it's not, they, they slow it down and, and, and then they, they build it back up, but it's not, they don't belabor the point or they, they go play with the San Francisco orchestra. I mean, it's just awesome. The stuff that they do. And, and I'm just, uh, I'm just a really, really big fan because it is it's it's loud and awesome and represents freedom to me and i also have some nostalgia because i listen to it a lot in war and it's great consistent you know what you're gonna get on the workout and i don't i don't want that slow song surprise yeah you know yeah that's fair so see emily now now you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah, love you, babe. Thanks for the question.
0: <laughs> well, dude, thanks so much for sitting down. Seriously, love that you did this with us. We're we're big fans. Like, not just me, Solid Seven Podcast. We're we're pro Go Go Ruck. What you guys are doing, challenging people to get out and you know uh, learn something about themselves. Get out, and be with some other people. Um, so you know, like action steps for us 100%. Uh, hit up it's sandlotjacks.com, right? If you want to get registered, yeah. um, you can come all three days like me. There's there's day passes, but we'll be out there and uh, come out and join us. And we'll throw a link on our website too. If sandlotjacks.com isn't easy enough for you, solid7podcast.com will have a link there for you too. Also happens to be where our Go Ruck affiliate link is. I mean, click them both, you know, uh, whatever, amen. But uh, and download the the sandlot app, right? Like, uh, I've been seeing you you tell people like, how do I train for Sandlot Jacks? Go outside with your friends, right? Is, yeah. is the tip. So uh, if you don't have any friends or if your friends won't go outside with you, the Sandlot app's full of people who will be happy to uh, to get outside Make with friends you. outside
2: then. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so download
0: the app, do that. If you want to do some more uh, go ruck stuff with uh, us here at the Southstone Podcast, we're going to hit up the 12 Mile Star Course in Tallahassee in June. So we'll uh, we'll link that on the website here before too long. And then uh, we're, we're always... Uh, rocking around orlando so we'll keep throwing that stuff out uh on uh, on our website and on uh, the sandlot app and come out and rock with us we'd we'd be happy to do it so jason thanks for sitting down with us man awesome man thanks for coming out thanks brother yep